The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome back to Talk of the Tune, a Newcastle United podcast. My name is Will, and as usual, I'm joined by my good pals and co-hosts, Hodgie and Gray. Yeah, right, lads? Yo, how you doing? <laughs> Living the absolute bloody dream as usual. Yeah, good, thanks. How was Paris? Talk us through. Fon, 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 It was, uh, <laughs> yeah, lots of fun. <laughs> lots of fun. Um immediately on an intravenous drip of Rennie because just ate too much. It's very rich food there as well. But yeah, lots of red wine as well. Very posh and sophisticated and cultural and all that like. Only just got back, such as the commitment to the fucking cause. I was stood in Gerda Nord, the train station, on a ropey stream trying to watch the match. How were your weekends? Not bad, quite chill. I mean, I've been trying to get over a bit of a cold, so that's been one thing. But the football's definitely cheered me up, it has. Gray, how was your roast? Oh, it's very good. Interrupt football, though. Well, bad planning, though, isn't it, really? And, uh, shocking, really. Blame the chef. Terrible planning. Roast chicken as well. Awful. Worst of the roasts, as we were saying. Anyway, on food brings me on to my intro question. Me, me icebreaker. Hoji, if you could only have one fast food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Like one <laughs> chain, one restaurant chain. Is this because you've just had a McCrispy? Absolutely <laughs> demolished a McCrispy, which, by the way... Is the greatest fast food burger currently available on the market, hands down? You're wrong in the UK, but it's fine. I'll, I'll let it slide. Um, uh, just, just for argument's sake, what would you, what would you throw in the ring? In terms of a burger, yeah, I reckon that the Whopper is is way better than McCrispy. I think McCrispy lacks texture, to be honest. It's um, crispy. It's all texture. I mean, I'm. Whereas a Whopper has loads of texture, right? Look, I'm all about. <laughs> I'm I like. I'm always like Macadies over. Like Burger King, Burger King, whole, right? But Apparently I think not. the I think the Whopper they do quite well. I mean, a Whopper's a very close second, like, but but McCrispy eye, and you got to throw a McSpicy in the ring as well. Anyway, back to the original question. <laughs> now we're talking about fast food. Now, lad, what yep. would be your one fast food chain for the rest of your life? The best I've ever had is In and Out Burger from um, California. It is just next level. Like everything is. I've heard made. of loads of. It's, yeah, good shit about it. It's super fresh. It's like Five Guys, but better. Like everything is like customizable. Everything they make on the day, like the 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 fries are literally made to order. Like they'll cut them up in front of you, they'll blanch them, and then they'll cook them for you. Like it takes a little bit longer for it to come, but it fuck me when it it is absolutely banging. Shout out in and out. 
<laughs> yeah, if you could sponsor us, that'd be great. Yeah, Talk yeah. the two podcasts that sponsored by Burger. <laughs> <laughs> Gray, that's enough deliberation. What is your fast food chain of choice? It'd have to be McDonald's. I'm with you there. Why are, we, why are you going Mackey D's? Like you say, I've quickly fallen in love with McCrispy as well. But then... <laughs> A love story. <laughs> it's the latest rom-com on Netflix. But, uh, I always knew you were wronging. What do you do to those McCrispies? Yeah, you talk about the texture. Oh, Christ. Oh you know these God. random Channel 5 documentaries that you get? You see Gray in a couple of years. I fell in love with a McCrispy. It's, it's not Molly and me. It's McCrispy and me. <laughs> uh, no, I'm with you on that one, Gray. For me, it would be Mackie D's as well. You've got a good range. You've got breakfast. You've got burgers. You've got chicken. You've got everything you need, man. And... McNuggies, smash some McNuggies like. I will shout out before we go on. Yeah, Wawa from uh, in Philadelphia. What the hell is that? It's it's a it's a ch- it's a chain in Pennsylvania, right? And it's a petrol station, a convenience store, a subway, and a Costa, all involved in one. What and it's fantastic. Hell? And the people that work there could not give a fuck. And I think it makes it the best the best extra thing as well. <laughs> like you, 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 honestly, you can make your own sandwich, and it has no limits. You you pretty much pay for the rule, and you can get fucking everything in there it's it's mint here's me just having come back from paris known for its gastronomy <laughs> you know it's food history and i've got hodgy talking about wawa yeah. and in and out burger they do Excellent. 24 ounce coffees which i think is like two pints <laughs> i can't believe yeah fluid ounces they've got to be big if you've got to do them in fluid ounces yeah <laughs> uh, hodge while we're on it though mackie d's here's your chance to to reel out your interesting mackie d's fact oh yeah i'll ask you a question here gray do you know what the flavor of the sweet and sour sauces at McDonald's. Because it's sweet and sour. Well, it's clearly not, because you're asking the question, but yeah, I'd say mm. it's sweet and sour. It's apricot flavour. Just apricot. Who knew? Yeah, it's, well, yeah, that's the, that's the main flavour. Like, it's like 50-something percent apricot, apricot flavoured sweet and sour sauce. Well, I found it interesting, Hodge. Yeah, I did, and mm. hope other people do as well, otherwise it's a complete fail. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Right, that's enough on fast food. It's uh, it's making me hungry, as usual. Got to stop doing food-related ones at the start of these podcasts because they always make me dead hungry. Um, You've just eaten a fucking McCrispy, <laughs> man. Know. I'm hungry, I'm hungry. I've not eaten for at least an hour. Right, anyway, on to the football. As I mentioned, I was thankfully able to get a budget stream, don't tell the police, while stood in uh, Gerdenord train station. Good match overall. Hodgie, I know you've absolutely analysed this match to, to death in preparation for maybe standing in as host this week, which probably a lot of people at home wish you might do one day. Probably sick of hearing my fucking voice, but it's probably great if we get straight into the uh, into the Wolves match. So yeah, we're recording on Sunday the 12th of March. We've just played Wolves at home. We've beaten them 2-1. Back to winning ways. Feels great. With that win, we're up to fifth position in the table. Feels good. Hopefully we can hold on to it. But Hodge, let's start with you again. Sorry, Gray. We'll come to you in a second. But what are your thoughts on the result? We worked well today. Um, I think we showed a little bit of um, guile in the face of adversity, which was a very simple goal that they scored later on. But as we kind of go through it, we'll get to that point. But we fought back well to to eventually get a win under the belt, which, I mean, scoring two goals in a game seemed quite impossible a couple of games ago. So I'm very happy with how our performance went today. I think there was definitely some strong performances throughout and generally just a, a good feeling to get back into kind of winning ways and, and take all the three points today. Mm, absolutely. And to do it against Wolves, Grey, I know we've got a bit of a ropey record against Wolves. It's, it had all the markings of a, of a board draw, didn't it? 
did and especially early on as well it felt I know we scored after 26 minutes but it just felt like it was going that way we've been calling out for it for so long for Howard just to mix things up a little bit and he actually did and it was quite refreshing to see uh, especially like Isaac and ASM both on the same team and Murphy to be fair with changing the front three work, worked well and they're all just as direct as they come so that was quite refreshing and yeah it worked in our favour but I thought it was a bit a bit scrappy the game just was so so open and didn't really feel like we were ever in control like we pushed hard for that second goal in the first half and I think if it had come we would have been a lot more comfortable but it just felt quite frantic and scrappy at times but a win's a win and yeah just good to get over that hump and yeah we can move on to the to the next one great to get the word hump into the podcast as well did anyone predict the correct result in the last potty I I I thought so yeah someone said 2-1 was you Monsieur Hodgson so congratulations I mean as I say this had all the markings of a draw based on our last 15 games. What was the record going into this game? Uh, it was three wins for us, 10 draws and two losses. So, yeah, I think it basically looks at our season and goes, let's copy paste. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're, you're like a draw, have another one. <laughs> <laughs> what do they call it on Twitter? The Castor Derby. I quite like <laughs> <Yeah>. that one. <laughs> Thankfully, it's gone our way. 2-1, you got it correctly. What does Hodgie get? Probably a gold star. I don't know. We Fuck it. A grand, maybe? I'll just give him a grand. Gray, you've got that, don't you? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> he says we lying. All yeah gray touched on it there hodge a rung of changes made good into that game again a lot of the changes we talked about in the last recording i mean a lot of us had said it was kind of maybe time for Almiron to be dropped maybe time for wilson to be dropped we saw both of those come to fruition what did you think of the team that Howe put out like grace said good to see it um change up it was refreshing to see and obviously come here for your you know, castle news first <laughs> we know we know what's going to happen we are the alumni of uh, nufc so i think it needed to happen and it's given obviously their manager a bit of food for thought to see see what he can kind of play with but also shows our our way of look we can mix things up a little bit although it's not necessarily i wouldn't say a plan b it was more change of people rather than formation or tact we all, it all kind of still worked out the similar way but in terms of how it worked obviously obviously did it give them a little bit of a a shake up what they need to do I think how they came was quite evident that they wanted to change thing up when they made half-time substitutions of Traore and another one shortly after I think they obviously mm. thought well things weren't working so I think the way that our players played was great obviously I think Eddie has probably tinkered slightly in terms of how say Murphy and Isaac and Willock comes on and plays differently and mm-hmm. and switching over ASM sometimes as well I think it, it was a good way to, to, to shake it up without being too drastic as I would say they looked really dangerous, I feel, when Lopetegu, who I think is a very good manager, by the way, and I yep. know, Gray, you shouted him out last time. You said he's very much open to changing formations and making drastic changes when things aren't going his way. He did that again today, and they looked very dangerous for large portions of the game. Um, I think on the balance of things, we definitely won the first half. And another callback to last episode, we'd called out our expected goals from set pieces and said we weren't converting. Lo and behold, Kieran Trippier pops up with an excellent delivery. Isaac, with his head on the ball, makes it 1-0. What did you think of, of Isaac's goal, Gray? Good header. Yeah, it was great ball in by Trippier, good pace. Possibly a bit of a soft free kick, but it's about time we got one of those and actually exactly. benefited from it, so... Yeah, and it's just great ball in and clever forward play by Isaac just to give the defender a little bit of a nudge to give himself that yard of space. And yeah, just a 
a clinical header. He knew exactly what he was doing and yeah, he, he buried it. So good to see. And he didn't really strike me as a player who might be good with his head. I know he's nope. very skillful with his feet. It was just good to see. As Newcastle's unofficial heading coach, as you are, Greg, <laughs> I mean... Did he head it down? <laughs> yeah, it's exactly what you're taught on the training ground, isn't it? With a strong, very strong neck. You really got behind it and the keeper had very little chance from quite far out from a header. It was just a, it was just a very good goal overall. And the passion he showed after he'd scored, it was excellent as well. Like you say, the passion, he just loves it, doesn't he? He, seems to, he just seems to be building up a team of players who just love to play football. And the excitement on their face for joy is just unreal when they score goals. So it's just really, really good to see. But... Like you say, I think I certainly was crying out for our players to head the ball down instead of over the bar. And actually, it was quite nice to see it bounce before it hit the goal. <laughs> or in Bruno's case, heading the ball onto the bar, which we'll come on to in a Do bit. But uh, that wasn't the game deciding moment. Hodgie, obviously, I think on balance of things, we definitely dominated the first half. I mean, you mentioned before that Isaac was firing on all cylinders, really, really looking to make a statement, making a start over Callum Wilson, but didn't all go our own way, did it? I think... This is uh, the controversial point in the podcast, and it certainly was in the WhatsApp group earlier, but potential shout for a Wolves penalty quite early into the game with Nick Pope involved again. With that penalty, it's it's one of those where you, you, know, you kick the ball away and is, is he going to be able to then get to it as he as he's running on? I feel that he kind of turns his, his hip, like kind of hit, tried to hip check Pope a little bit. I think Pope's just been really clumsy. Poor touch from him. Yeah, He's never been the best with his feet. And I think, again, he should have just probably just cleared it and got rid um, mm. rather than trying to play it out. Like, that's that's the safest option in that point where you're a keeper where you know you're not the best with the feet. I think overall, like, for me, not a penalty. I might be looking at it through rose-tinted um, glasses and stuff, but mm. I think it's the way that Jimenez, like, tries to put his body a little bit into Pope. Pope is looks like he's not really trying to make an effort to win the ball. He's, he's quite opened himself up as if you're trying to half move out the way that's the way that I've seen it I think further up the pitch and um, which their counter to, to what we had in their box if I think Dan Byrne just knocks the ball past I can't remember who the defender was might be Nelson Semedo mm. and he just cuts slightly inside of him there is contact if if Dan Byrne goes down I think a big man like him against the right back it's very obvious isn't it? It, it, yeah, yeah. it could be very it could, it could have been a penalty either way so it's it's six and six and two and a half of the other of the other really in my mind for for what both of those could have been um do you say six and two and a half of another there <laughs> yeah if you did is that a new is that another hodgism <laughs> six and two and a half a dozen of the other is that not what i said uh we'll have to go back i'm sure i'll have fun listening to that when i edit yeah, this um but but yeah i think good point hodge i think we would have been aggrieved had it been a penalty going back to that moment but hodge if you devil's advocate if you're a newcastle fan you're probably you're probably screaming for that saying how the fuck is that not a penalty which i know gray you uh you felt it was a penalty and we were lucky to get away with it yeah, but like Hodge just mentioned, it shouldn't have even been a discussion point because there's a, I don't think it was in the box that the Dan Byrne foul, but it was a clear free kick. Burns skinned him and he's just body checked. And yeah, I don't know how the referee's not given that. And then all of a sudden we're on a counter-attack. You'd be, if I was a Wolves fan, I'd be fuming. <laughs> it's I know that I completely agree that Jimenez has actually tried to initiate the contact. Hmm. But... I mean, it was part of me, which would, it's like if Miggy had done it, Miggy, you would have wanted to slap him and just said, why didn't you just go get the ball and score? You've got an open goal in front of you. Instead of trying to get the player sent off, which I think possibly was part of what Jimenez was doing. Jimenez didn't have the pace. For me, I think it's a, it's one of those where 
I would feel the punishment of a penalty and a red card would have been way too harsh, but the punishment of a penalty would have been fair. But the rules are the rules that if it's a penalty, then you'd have to get sent off. But it's one of those. And quite surprised, there didn't even seem to be a VAR check. Or if there was, it was very quick. There was. There was, but there it just was. wasn't on TV. So, oh, yeah, they just didn't even they didn't even bother. Yeah, the ref was fairly clinical. Gave the decision really quickly, and I think the the VAR team thankfully were there to back him up. I mean, don't want to spend too long talking about that, but again, I think it it kind of like highlighted a period of time where we weren't looking particularly comfortable on the ball. Dan Byrne, Botman, I think Wolves were pressing us quite well, and we managed. I think we were lucky to escape that period of pressure without going a goal down. But thankfully, we went one nil up. Again, the rest of the first half belonged to us, and this, and certainly the first portion of the second half was all Wolves, and they managed to get themselves back into the game, didn't they, Hodge? Yeah, I mean, for a team that went into the the game as the Premier League's lowest scorers, I think Wolves mm. like created a, a number of decent opportunities. Um, Pedence hit mm. the post early, like uh, later on in the second half, and then they continued that kind of form into the, like you say, the first the first part of the second half with Pedro Neto and uh, Moutinho both making making Pope work <laughs> for, for his. Neto uh, was a good sub. Like he came on and changed the game for them. Yeah, and then obviously he had Huang's equaliser, which. Like it's, it's it's just something that like it just happens to Newcastle. Like I said, I, I walked at the pub, right? And I was chatting away with a bartender and he had a bet on 1-1. And I said, look, I was like, I could probably see that happening because we'll run the show for the first 65, 70 minutes and then something silly will happen and then they'll get a cheap goal. And then pretty much on the dot of that, it happened. I was just like, you can't write this. And he's he's there going, I've got a fiver on 1-1. It's going to give us like 180 quid back. What do I do? What do I do? And everyone at the bar is just going, nah, it's going to finish one man, man. You may as well keep the money. <laughs> and then literally a couple of minutes later, good old Miggy joins in the party. Um, but I think, I don't think we can be too harsh on that uh, on that goal because obviously Trippier's coming to go and clear. He slipped. I don't even think you should have been listening to the Pope because if I look back at the, the kind of replay, Pope's not going to be getting there with enough time to convince me that he's going to fully get the ball without taking someone out and potentially giving a penalty away. So... Mm. It's just one of those things that that kind of happened, but I'm just glad we kind of bounced back from it. Really, could you give me the lottery numbers for next week, Hodge? <laughs> on a bit of a fucking roll of, hey, of looking into the future. I here. wish I played the lottery numbers this week because I might have yeah. got my, my three out of three lucky things. Like, where's your fucking crystal ball? I want to. I'm going to find <laughs> it. R.I.P. Mystic Meg. But yeah, I, I think it is unfortunate. Like, but. And it's a point that Gray made. I think maybe last week about Jamal Lascelles, but. What's going on with these studs that don't seem to be working? The number of players that are slipping and sliding all over the place. Miggy Elmeron was running up at the right wing at one point and just completely lost the feet from under him, but managed to recover the ball and carry on. It's happening too often. I don't think there was that much rain on the pitch. There was a bit of a sprinkling like, but I don't know. Gray, what was your thoughts on, on Wolves' equaliser? Unlucky or or could have been prevented? One of his freak things, like Tripp has clearly just kind of misplaced his foot, if that's the right Phrase like yeah, yeah, and he's just kind yes. of like stood on the side of his foot as opposed to actually slipping. So he's almost like yeah. Um, so yeah, one of those which when you're running, you know, it really hurts your ankle. But it's yeah, it's unfortunate. But for me, Pope needs to be a bit more commanding there, and he needs to come and gather that ball with a bit more intent than he did. He just seemed to run out and lie down a little bit instead of if you see some goalkeepers, if you see someone like. Allison in that situation, he would have come out and would be sliding to gather the ball and actually wouldn't care if 
Trippier is coming like with a flailing boot or what, he'd just be there. And you'd... Do you reckon he's nervous after his red card? And then hundred percent, hundred percent. I think it's obviously rocked him, and then you could see that the incident earlier on. Like, should he have even been on the pitch? I think that's probably going through his mind. And... Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Yeah, I think... Uh, I think he's looked shaky. Certainly, certainly playing on it. And he just he just has lost that composure, which I think certainly mentioned earlier on in the season. He just always seems to be really level-headed, really in control, and he just seems to have lost that a little bit. It's, it is a bit of a, a worry, but hopefully getting through a game, it would have been nice to kept, keep a clean sheet. But yeah, it's just one of those things, like you say. And we, we've been on the receiving end of some really unlucky goals, and that just adds to the tally, I think. It does indeed. I think, yeah. He's he's not looked the same man since the, the red card, Nick Pope. He is, uh, he is not invincible, but... Again, made a couple of really good saves today. One, I think, from the Pedro Neto free kick and another one down to his right, I think, when Kieran Trippier lost the flight of the ball or, or miskicked it. Um, I remember a couple of instances where, where Pope, stood up and made a couple of really, really good saves. Anyway, obviously, that wasn't the deciding factor. This wasn't destined to be another 1-1 draw. We managed to pull... We made a couple of changes, I think, didn't we? So ASM and, and Isaac were hoiked off after a really impactful, I don't know how long they were on the pitch. It's about 70 minutes? 65. Yes. Yeah, about oh, 65. Yeah, he to bring people on with 25 minutes to go. So they were hoiked off. Almiron comes on, obviously with something to prove, having been benched. And boy, does he prove it, Monsieur Hodgson. He's getting close to that 15-goal tally, isn't he? Hey, I'm happy for him to get there, man, as long as he can continue his form and keep going. I'm more than happy for him to be scoring goals, to be fair. <laughs> deflected goal. It's about time we had a deflected one. Obviously, it doesn't count as an own goal for Sven Botman this time, like most of them do. But a good goal, isn't it? It's well worked by by Willock and, and Miggy to, to create the goal, create the space and a, and a decent finish in the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And it, it proves that we can play in that close kind of touch, little little quick ticky-tacky type, type football and... I think his shot was probably going to get hit and saved by Saar. It didn't seem to be doing much on the on the initial flight, but like you say, it's just good to get a deflection that actually goes our way and not be one of our own players that ends up putting it in the back of his own net. Yeah, I feel like Willock had a good game overall, didn't he, Gray? Obviously, he was coming in for the suspended Joe Linton, but he proved something today. He's, he's a very resourceful player. He plays in the middle and can deputise on that left-hand side as well. Yeah, and I think he certainly has that really good relationship for him. Joel Linton kind of interchanging who's on that left wing at any point in the game. And actually, it was quite refreshing to see a midfielder actually 
Bustica to get in the box. And he certainly seems to be one of those kind of genuine box-to-box midfielders and likes to get up in there in goal-scoring positions. The amount of running he does alongside someone like Longstaff, who I'm going to come on to in a second, because I think he certainly deserves a lot of credit for that goal as well. Um, yeah, he's just he's just got an engine on him and he just keeps going. And again, just seems to be enjoying his football at the minute. And it's really, really good to have him back. But I did want to say the ball from Longstaff to Mickey in the build-up to that goal, I think, deserves a huge amount of credit. One, it was with his weaker foot, his left foot, and he's in a really tight space. And it just freed Miggy to run onto the ball down the line. And yeah, we managed to attack for some pace. And I think, yeah, Longstaff certainly deserves a shout out for his part he played there too. I think we were pinging it around quite nicely today, coming from all over the pitch. I mean, Fabian Scher was was playing really nice diagonal balls to ASM. Um, I think our, our passing was really good today. Um, lots of positives to take away from the game and a different outlook today as well. But anyway, yes, that obviously was the deciding moment of the game. Miggy getting it, is it 11th goal of the season now? Ultimately wins the game for us. And as we say, bumps us up to fifth in the fucking table. What a place to be. In terms of kind of maybe some negatives coming from the game, obviously Gordon, Anthony Gordon, wasn't fit for the match. It looks like he will be out for the next two or three weeks with an ankle injury. I mean, Hodge, does that leave us quite bare, do you think? It would have been nice to see him running at the likes of Wolves and Nottingham Forest, wouldn't it? Yeah, but at the same time, we've got Murphy who's really stepped up and I think we've definitely got at least another option there and you could like argue ASM play either right or left and even you could have Isaac playing slightly wider if you wanted to have Wilson up top. So there, there is there is options. I think Gordon is a good option. Like you said, he, he likes to direct run at people and, and, and gives the game kind of to them. Uh, he doesn't really kind of rest rest himself. He just wants to go attack, attack and enjoys his football. So maybe he's missed that slightly. But in terms of options, I think we've got enough there that we could potentially then move on. I know we've got the Forest. I think their their last four games are draw, loss, draw, loss. Recently losing to Spurs 3-1. I think they're just low on confidence. But at the same time, they've got a bit of a doggy battle. So can they produce something that's a bit <laughs> extraordinary? You can't get me words out there. But is that is that something that we have to be worried about, or do we just go into the game and just go confidently with it from the table? You, you're no problem to us. This is a belter episode for Hodgesms. This one, what <laughs> I've, had, is... I've had beers, man. <laughs> I've had no, beers. Feels like I'm picking on you now. I'd just like to know what a doggy battle is, though. Like dogged, like a, it's a doggy oh, battle. Like you, I prefer you, doggy uh, battle. Like yeah. I prefer that. It sounds like some kind of weird sex thing. It's same, um, same. <laughs> No, I think you're right. And you completely slipped my mind for a second there. I think we should give Jacob Murphy a lot of credit today. He was really, really good. Industrious as ever. Always runs. Is always making good runs. I think completely showed a different dynamic, even within the first five minutes, because I think within the first two minutes, even, he'd put two really dangerous crosses into the box. It really, really changed things up for us. And I was really happy to see him play well on the day. It was like quite vindicating for him. I'd like to see him feature more over the next few matches. I think especially versus people like uh, Notts Forest Hodge, who you say are in a bit of a dangerous place. The Newcastle B team with John Joe Shelby and Chris Wood as well. <laughs> I mean, Gray, how confident do we feel going into the Forest match on the back of picking up a win again? Yeah, you've got to be confident. I think hopefully it's it's the run of games we kind of wanted just before the international break, wasn't it? If you could have picked two, probably would have liked you. Probably, Wolves and Forest would have probably been quite high on that list. So it's a good good opportunity to actually build that little bit of momentum going into the break. And you know, we're 
like you say, we're fifth in the league. Let's go and assert ourselves a bit. We were overdue thrashing a team. And I thought it might come today after the way we played in the first half. But yeah, let's just go for it. And like you say, on the day, yes, it's a shame Gordon's out for a little little while, but actually it gives ASM an opportunity to, to have a few games almost unchallenged so he could just, yeah, just give it his all and yeah, just attack teams. And we all know he can... He loves doing it, and on his day, he's, he's unplayable, and he's in good form at the moment. I'd just like to see played it. Played well today. Score. He did. He's played well. I thought very harsh for him not to start last week. That's how. And yeah, and Gordon played well. I'm all for SM having a good run, and just l- would love to see him get on the score sheet next, because I think he, he certainly deserves a goal after the way he's been playing. And just the effort he's put in, the turnaround in his performances has been it's been great to see. I'd like to see him get a goal. I agree. Hodgie, did you have a point? Yeah, you just mentioned Newcastle B team there. So they've got John Joe Shelby, obviously used to play at Newcastle. You've also got Jack Colback is on their uh, usual starting squad team. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Chris Wood, who uh, I don't think you can play technically because he's on loan unless they've managed to No, they made it. No, they made it permanent. It was like a really, really tenuous loan deal where he had oh, to play like two, okay. two or three games. So right, he's okay. now a permanent Forest player. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So then you got Wood. And then their reserve uh, goalkeeper is also called Shelby. So you could potentially, <laughs> if you had a good lawyer, <laughs> you could say that there's four players. <laughs> Cousins. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, hopefully they do us a favour next week. Um, But yeah, I think really, really positive game today. Um, If that's Isaac not being at full fitness, it scares me to think what full fitness Isaac will be like, a full 90 minutes of him. But he was really, really good today. As I say, ASM was really good. All the changes that how made proved themselves worthy today. Um, So I was very pleased. Good feeling to get back on the board with a win. Hopefully this is the the start of many and uh, we can carry that on and and give Knott's Forest a good old spanking. Uh, on that, Gray, gone to Hodge most of the time, the rest of the time. Thoughts for the Forest game? What are your score predictions? I'm probably going to go for 3-0. Yeah, 3-0, 3-0 to Newcastle. Yeah. Oh, okay, well, ASM well, brace. we'll go straight to Mystic Meg. Hodge. <laughs> uh... I'm going straight on to Guy Bet now. I just did like that. Oh, me crystal ball is... <laughs> What have I told you about say? rubbing those crystal balls? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, 2-0 to Newcastle. Just had an out-of-body experience and I'm just being told by the ancestors, 2-0. Uh, what am I going to say? Is it time for a we be ridiculous? Come on. You were going to do it in the last one. Let's go 4-0. Newcastle. Let's hope my crystal balls are working. Anyway, that should do it for this week. Lots of that's there. Before we go, I should do the socials. I was supposed to do them up front, but we missed the moment, didn't we? So I'll do them now instead. Right. You can find us on all major podcasting platforms. So Acast, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, anything you want. You can find us by searching for Talk of the Tune. You can find us on Twitter at T-O-T-T Podcast, on Instagram at T-O-T-T underscore podcast, and on Facebook and YouTube by searching for Talk of the Tune podcast. That should do it. Uh, On that note, we shall wrap it up this week. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you after the Nottingham Forest game. See you later. I'm off to get me McCrispy ordered. (laughs) (laughs) Say bye, Gray. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. 
We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mate's already got booked for double dipping and you steal a last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.